So, um, so yeah, see Jasmine or Carmel, if you want a Bible, they'll, you can grab one from them and they'll let you borrow that to have a look at for tonight. So turn to the person next to you and say, call me Philip. Then tell the other option, call me Philip. And then so, tell, now tell that first neighbor again, you look like Philip. Now turn to the next neighbor and say, you look like Philip. Now for you ladies, we're not saying you look like a man. We hopefully by the end of this message, we'll understand what this Philip business is about. But um, are we cool with that? So call me Philip. If you're taking notes, get out your iPhone, get out your uh, other device that should not be worth a name if it's on an iPhone. Um, and uh, uh, we'll, we'll write that down, call me Philip. But if you've got your Bibles, go to the book of two Kings. Um, two kings. So that's in the front half of your Bible towards um, books called Samuel and one king. I oh, know it's before one kings and after kings is, I think it's Chronicles. Chronicles, yes. So you go to the book of two kings and we're looking at verse four. We call for that two kings, verse four. I encourage you, if you don't take notes, don't have any four, just go to two kings four and then we'll go to that later. Um, if you don't take notes, I really encourage you, get a notepad, get a device. Talk to me if you can't afford one, and we'll organise you a notepad. Because sometimes you can go, man, you might have your Wednesday, your Thursday, your Friday, go, I really needed to remember what that was, and I don't have it to remember. Or you go on the podcast, hey? Who subscribes to the podcast? Get onto that. Other thing, get onto social media, One Youth SA, Instagram, Facebook, like it, share it, hashtag it. Cool? So... 2 Kings 4, 1 to 6. We cool? Are we ready? We can respond, yes? Okay. One day, say one day. The widow of a member of the group of prophets came to Elisha and cried out, My husband who served you is dead, and you know how he feared the Lord. But now a creditor has come threatening to take my two sons as slaves. That's not nice. Who knows what a widow is? Cool, so I don't have to explain that. Um... Uh, cool. Next, keep going. So, what can I, what, sorry, what can I do to help you? Elisha asked. Tell me, what do you have in your house? Good question. Nothing at all except the flask of olive oil. That's more than some, nothing, isn't it? We'll get to back later. So she replied, and Elisha said, "Borrow as many empty jars you can from your friends and your neighbors. Then go into your house with your sons and shut the door behind you. Pour olive oil." from your flask into the jars, setting each one aside when it is filled. So she did as she was told. Her sons kept bringing in jars to her, and she filled one another. One another. Soon every container was full to the brim. Bring me another jar, she said to one of her sons. And bring me, in, uh, bring me another jar, she said to one of her sons. There aren't any more, he told her. And then the oil stopped flowing. The olive oil stopped flowing. <clears throat> then when she told the man of God what had happened, he said to her, now sell the olive oil and pay your debts and you and your sons can live with, on what is left over. Hmm. I want to pray. Is that cool? So I just close your eyes if you feel comfortable and we'll connect to God. God, we just thank you that you're going to speak to us tonight, that you're going to use my words you're going to uh, uh, bring life to us in a way that we've never imagined before, we could never uh, uh, perceive before. And Jesus, even uh, I even think about it, just as an infection can destroy our bodies or, or some kind of a rash can destroy our bodies and we can't control it, God. We just thank you that un unlike a rash that 
or an infection or a virus that might get into our bodies that our bodies can't control. We thank you that you're going to come into our body, but rather than doing us damage, you're going to do us good, that our, our, our body will not be able to control the good things you're going to do in our lives tonight from this moment on, that, um, that we're just going to see, wow, God, you, you're, you're over, overdoing our lives in a good way. Weird prayer? Amen. Okay. Um, but honestly, so this is a weird prayer, but honestly, who knows when like someone, people get like an infection and stuff, it just takes over your body, you can't control it. When the Holy Spirit comes upon us, opposite to infection, infection just keeps getting worse and worse and worse. When the Holy Spirit comes upon us, he can actually do, takes over, but for the good. So is that cool? So weird prayer, but let's keep going. Romans 10, 17. Is that Romans 10, 17? It says this, faith comes from hearing and that is hearing the good news about Christ. Some other versions talk about faith comes from hearing the word of God. Um, and so I believe that God wants to put faith into your life. Bump your name and say, faith is coming to your life. Faith is coming to your life. And so what, what I believe is when we have the preached word, now talking about that, how good was the mini messages last week? Like Liana, James, and who was the third one? Amy smashed it. And, but I believe when you hear preached word, when you hear what the scripture says, Faith comes alive in your life. Now, you might go, I don't know what that means. Who was that heartbeat last Tuesday? How good was Pastor Rob? And so when he spoke, I had faith come into my life because there was things in my spirit. In the Holy Spirit was going, Josh, look into that. Josh, that is for you. You've got to hold on to that promise. You've got to do that. And so when you get connected to the Bible, when you get connected to what God's saying, faith will arise in your life when you go, why do I have this desire? Why do I have this passion? And so we've got to go, you know what? We believe that tonight faith is going to come into our lives as we hear the word of God. But, um, and so with that, another message that Pastor Rob shared a few weeks ago was called belonging to freedom. Yeah? Belonging to freedom. And so tonight we're going to have, we, this could become a little mini-series in our Undefendable series, but we're going to be having Bringing to Freedom 2.0. So if you're taking notes, that's the title, Bringing to Freedom 2.0, and this could be part one and the only part. We might have a few more parts. We'll see what God says. But at this stage, we're going to be having Bringing to Freedom 2.0, Call Me Philip. And so when Pastor Rob um, uh, was talking about this message at church, Bringing to Freedom 2.0, just Bringing to Freedom, the Holy Spirit just really was putting on my heart, you know what, we've got to share this at youth. We've got to unpack this in a way for us so we can run with the church's vision and really see that just overflow out in one youth. Is that cool? Who wants to see this place boom? Grow? Yes, I do. And I think we're on, I honestly feel in my spirit that I know when the, the enemy attacks me with discouragement and just anger and just dumb things, I know we're on the verge of something good and he's doing all he can to, to rob me of that. And so I just, I know one youth, we've got to be praying and believing that God is about to, we're going to see some Holy Spirit action in in Port Lincoln through what we're going to read. So is that cool? So now now let's go a bit bit more fun. Everyone just, ah, oh, a bit relaxed. Who's got a radio? Who, who knows what a radio is? Or Spotify or some kind of music thing. Now, we, so we know what a song is. You got It's got beats, it's got drums, sometimes it's got whatever. But with songs, who knows they get, get stuck in your head? You just get, it's just, you get imprisoned by a song. So, uh so for, and like, I don't know about you, who drives cars here? Who, who like uses their phone in their car? My old car, Wes, who loves a good old Wes? Old, old, so I'd, I'd go on my car, I'd put my phone on the USB port, plug it in, be, be driving. And there was this one song that was in, because my phone was like in alphabetical order. And if you didn't select the song to play, it would automatically go to this first song. And that originally, I used to love the song. And then after like a hundred times, it's always the first song to come on. The starting riff, you just get frustrated. You're like, oh my gosh, this song is so terrible. 
It's sad how our son can get killed like that. But um, it, it's just one of those things. Um, but then we know, like, there's so many jingles and dumb things that get stuck in your head. Who hates a jingle that gets stuck in your head? For example, who, tell me if you know this one here. Dumb ways to die. So many dumb ways. I'll get, sometimes I'll be, it'll be in my head for a whole week. I'll be at work. Dumb ways to die. Then I'll be in the shower. Then I'll be in the shower. Dumb way. And I'm thinking, I hope I don't die in the shower. And then I'll be driving to work. Dumb way. It's just, it's just, I can't escape dumb ways to die. Other ones are, then you'll be watching TV. You could be watching anything. It could be the news. could be something. It could be an infomercial. Then you'll have this. One, three, double, oh, six, triple, five, oh, six. So that's, a, oh, that's one of my favorite jingles. But again, I'll be, you know, I'll be doing something and someone will say, oh, oh, three. And I'll be like, six, triple, five. Or like, oh, it, it just gets stuck in my head. And I'm like, take the plunge. You know, you know what I'm talking about. Or who's watched those TV shows where you, you might be on Netflix binging and you're just getting a TV show right into you and then it's like you can't escape the song title. No, nah, I'm only one. That just gets, it just gets inundated in your head. Um, um, but you know what I believe? One thing, like, just like we can have these jingles and dumb songs that stuck in the head, I honestly think there's nothing better than when you're getting a Jesus song stuck in your head. For example, like, there's these Planet Shaker songs at the moment. There's this one, it's a new song called New Levels, and I'm just always in my room. Go into new levels. But you know what? It, it, it does a stirring in my faith. It's hearing the word of God. It's stirring a faith in my life, and I've got to get that in me. Other ones is like there's this month, the other song they have is like nothing like your presence, and I, I can't escape it. I'll be at work. I'll be like, there's nothing like your presence. And then I'll be, I'll be uh, in a shower. I'll be anywhere. In the, I'll be cooking. It'll be like nothing like your presence. But you've got to be able to get that into, your, into you. Um, there's another song that of late it's been getting in my head. So who, who listens to the radio and goes, man, that lyric's a bit inappropriate, and you do a remix? There's this one song, I, I really like the, the beat of it, like it's called Cool, cool Beat, and I sing it like, it's time to be spiritual, so we should be spiritual. It's got some other lyrics, which is probably not good for the podcast, and, um, and so that's always stuck in my head, I'm like, we should be spiritual, <laughs> it's like, not even how the song goes, but uh, so we know songs get stuck in our head, things get, and we're just trapped with those thoughts, yeah? Doesn't matter what we do, it can't come out. So with that in mind, we're going to keep your finger in two kings because we're going to look at that again. But we're going to go to Acts chapter 8 and verses 26 to 40. So that's Acts chapter 8, 26 to 40. So with the song in our head, we're going to look at this and see how that applies. Are we cool? Yes. Yes, we are, boys. So tell the person next to you, call me Philip. Tell the other, and tell them back, you look like Philip. So here we go. So Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch. Who knows what a eunuch is? It's a eunuch. Yeah, that's so pretty much it's a man. It's a man with it's it's a man, but he's missing manliness. We'll leave it at that, okay? Don't Google it. Um, so we'll, we'll, let's read. Let's read the Bible. We'll read. We'll go to the Bible, okay? So Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch. As for Philip, an angel of the Lord said to him, "Go south." He would be freaked out if an angel of the Lord, any angel, just came to you. Hey, go south. I'd be like. Uh, let's keep going. And now, other thing, who knows the Bible's true? The Bible's the word of God. This is a book from Jesus that this is real. So this is a true story. This happened. This isn't just a fairy tale. This is legitness. Yeah? So, angel took to Philip. So he started out and he went um, and he met the treasure of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority under some queen. Cool? The, the eunuch had gone to Jerusalem to worship. Quickly, who would reckon would 
so a eunuch is not probably the best thing to be like titled after. It's kind of like a weakness, really. Who would like to be known as like your weakness? It'd be like, be like stinky breath. Hey, stinky breath. I don't know. I've, I feel sorry for this eunuch. They could have like at least given his real name, but hey, let's not give people nicknames for their bad things. Yeah. So that's that. That's off the notes. Keep going. So um, where was that? The eunuch had gone to Jerusalem to worship. And he was now returning, seated in his cart, or his carriage, sorry. He was reading aloud from the book of the prophet Isaiah. The Holy Spirit said to Philip, go over and walk along beside the carriage. Philip ran over and heard the man reading, reading from the prophet Isaiah. Philip asked, do you understand what you are reading? Ask the person next to you, do you understand what you're reading? The man replied, how can I, unless someone instructs me, and he urged Philip to come up into the carriage and sit with him. The passage of scripture he was reading was this. He was led like a sheep to slaughter, as, and as a lamb is silent before the shearers, he did not open his mouth. He was humiliated and received no justice. Who can speak of his descendants? For his life was taken from earth. The eunuch asked Philip, Tell me, was the prophet talking about himself or someone else? So beginning with the same scripture, Philip told him the good news about Jesus. That's an awesome one there. So using the same scripture, Philip told him about the good news about Jesus. Faith comes from hearing and hearing the, word, the good news of, of God, right? We see a link there. That's where faith comes from, by hearing the word of God, and that's what Philip did. Um, so as they rode along, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, Look, there is some water. Why can't we, I get baptized? He ordered the car, carriage to stop. And they went down into the water and Philip baptized him. When they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord snatched Philip away. Pause. I'm going to read that again and reread this because this is crazy. When they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord snatched Philip away. Then the eunuch never saw him again, but went on this way rejoicing. Meanwhile, Philip found himself further north at the town of that place and preached the good news there and every town along the way until he came to Caesarea. Now, who's ever been with someone and had someone just vanish? Just like that. Now, for me, I think this is so cool because there's actually teleportation in the Bible. Do you realize that? Philip got teleported. And so there's crazy stories in the Bible. There's like this time with Moses. He has his stick. It becomes a snake. Then these Egyptian guys have sticks that become snakes. And then... Like, this is, like, real demonic crazy, so we're not going to go into that. But then Moses' snake eats these other guy's snakes. And then, then, so, like, weird stuff can happen on earth, and then, like, teleportation can happen on earth. Weird stuff, but that's not my message today. But how, how cool is that, that there's teleportation on earth? I reckon that's cool. So who knows what could happen in the future? If God could do it, man will try. Doesn't mean they can do it, but they will try for some reason. But, so we're going to look at verse, we're just going to look at a few verses, unpack that and how that relates to us and our lives, okay? Cool? Going good, Jaslyn? That's it. So verse 27, it talked about this eunuch, and it said he had great authority or influence in the country, right? And so that's number one. Then the, so that's the, so what we get to relate to is, people, is God's going to be putting people in our lives with great influence. He's going to be putting us in a position where we can talk to people that have influence and great authority, whether it's a school teacher, whether that's a principal, coach. God is actually going to be putting us in a place where we're going to talk into people who have more power than us. Is that cool? Yeah, that's cool. So that's the first point. Second one, verse 29 said, um, the Holy Spirit said to Philip. Now, now, this is the important question. Write this down. What is the Holy Spirit telling you? 
What is the Holy Spirit telling me? Bump the next person next to you. What is the Holy Spirit telling you? Because we need it. We've got to be in a position where the Holy Spirit speaks to us that we can, we can make a, a move, right? So next, next point. Verse 39 says this. Be ready. Uh, oh, this is the wrong saying. So verse 34 said, um, uh, the eunuch asked Philip, tell me, was, uh, yeah, tell, like, he's, the eunuch said to ask Philip, ask Philip. He asked him a question. He talked about, tell me, what, who was this verse about? And so we got to be ready for people to ask us questions, right? So we got to know what we believe. We got to know why we believe it. We got to we got to got to know what Jesus has done in our lives. So when people go, why do you praise at church? Why do you go to church? Uh, are we ready for those questions? You got to got we got to get ready for those questions. Is that cool? And so um, uh, and as I said before, just like this eunuch was a man of great authority, great influence, we're going to have people who have authority and influence, and we're going to have to be ready to answer their questions. To go, you know what? This is why. This is what that means. And so God will, will help us with that. And so Pastor Rob said, the problem is talking about sharing our faith, sharing the gospel, sharing the good news about Jesus is, a lot of people have gone, no, we don't want anything to do with it. That Jesus stuff, look at these Christians, they're idiots. They're, they're, they're hypocrites. They do this and that. And so it's become a, like almost the message of Jesus has become abused and misused, yeah? And so Pastor Rob, when he was talking about bringing to freedom, he said that we need to become attractive. And rather than people saying, yuck, uh, and I don't want this, we've got to, got to have to change our lives. Go, you know what, just like I spoke about a few weeks ago about life hacks, when we have the wow moments in our life, when, just like when we look at a meme and we go, man, that revolution in my life. When we get the Bible into us, when we let Jesus speak to us, he will give us wow moments and he will revolutionize the things that we do, that people will start going, you know what, wow, Sean, I, they were like, I want what he has. I want that gospel. They'll see Karina, you know what? There's something changing in her life. I need that. I want that. And so we've got to start bringing an attractiveness back to, to the Bible, back to the good news about Jesus. Is that right, Jocelyn? And so Acts 38, eight, no, sorry, Acts 8, 35 says, so beginning with the same scripture, Philip told him the good news about Jesus. And so the eunuch was so open. Now, this was a cool thing. So Philip was telling this eunuch about the stuff, and then this unit goes, out of knowing nothing really, I want to get baptized. I want to get baptized right now. And so I believe that we're going to be coming into a season where we're going to have hundreds of youth wanting to be baptized. Is that cool? Who, who wants to see that where we have baptism churches at services at church where it's just like, just youth. It's just like youth baptisms. And I believe we're going to be having a, a season where we're connecting, touching people where we're going to see the influence where people just want to get baptized and know Jesus, yeah? And so Pastor Rob has even prophesied over the church really that, we're, going to, we're coming into our time of bringing, and so people are open, and we are here to be a bridge for them to Jesus, yeah? And we need to be ready and believing and thinking like new people are coming. And so, uh, like, I honestly believe baptisms are going to be coming out the wazoo. Say that. Baptisms are coming out the wazoo. And so, and so, um, and so I believe as well, in this new season, people are just going to have a maturity arise up in them that they're just going to understand spiritual concepts that they go, I want to get baptized. And people, people might go, what the heck's baptism? But obviously we know it's just a, it's a public declaration. It's just like a marriage, really, where we go, you know what, God, we put away our old life and we're committing to a fresh start. And so I'm going to believe we're going to have youth who's going, you know what, I want to get into that. I want, they're going to be asking us the questions for it. They're not going to be, we're not going to say, hey, you should get baptized. They're going to go, you know what, we want to get baptized. We want to, we want to have this fresh start. And so then, um, then it says, verse 40, this is, who's ready for the, the boom, boom. And so it says this. Meanwhile, so Philip got, got teleported. We talked about that. 
And it says, Meanwhile, he found himself farther north, and he preached the good news there in every town along the way. So remember our song that we're talking about? I'm in the shower. It's in my head. I go to work. It's in my head. I'm in the car. It's in my head. I'm in my bed. It's in my head. We've got to have that same song in our head with the Jesus on our mouth. Yeah? So we've heard this quite a few times this year. Psalms 107.2. Let the redeemed of... This is a Josh paraphrased version, so I've just added some things to it. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, speak out and tell their story. And so we've got to go, you know what? If we're redeemed of the Lord, if that is our story, we've got to speak out. We've got to say so. We've got to tell our story because, because just, just like when I'm in the shower and I've got some song, one, three, double, oh, in my head, I've got to be just like when I'm at work, I've got to be speaking out. Just like when I, I'm at work, I've got, to, I've got to have it on my lips. When I'm at home, I've got to have it on my lips. When I, every situation I'm in, footy, I've got to be having this, the good news about Jesus on my lips. And that's the same for you. Just like you might have, I don't know, Barney's world or something. I love you. You might have that stuck in your head in everywhere. But you know what? Just like that, you've got to be at school and go, you know what? It's, it's Jesus is in my life. You've got to go to every place, every town that Philip went, the, new, the good news followed. Everywhere you go, it's got to be like a song stuck in your head. Is that cool? Do people get that concept? It's weird. So that's what we mean by when we say, call me Philip, we're saying, you know what? We want the, the redeemed of the Lord say so. We're going to be redeemed and we're going to say so. We're going to speak out and we're going to tell our story. Is that cool? We're getting that? So, um, um, so other things, social media. What's your say so on social media? What's your speak out? What Do you tell your story there? Because that's a, a huge one. When we, just like the song can be stuck in my head and I want to do a post about that, I'm going to be posting about Jesus on those things. Proverbs 14.4 says this. This is one of my favorite Bible verses. Without an oxen, a stable stays clean. We need a large ox for a large harvest. Now, who knows that's been our, our unoffendable one because um, who knows just like, because what this is saying is ox poo. Ox make a mess. They stink, yeah? That was so nice. That was really good. Sorry, I'm just going to take another one. I'm running off for four hours of sleep, so it's like my body's destroyed at the moment. So Proverbs 44 said, without an ox in the stable stays clean, but you need a large ox for a large harvest. So basically what we get out of that, we've got to be unoffendable. We can't let the stink of someone else affect who we are because we are better together, yeah? We, we are far stronger together. We're far better in all of those aspects. And so we need to be unoffendable because we know together we are better than we are smaller. Is that right? So have we got a... Uh, a quick picture to go up, please, Aaron. So this is what this picture says. This is from Pastor Craig Groeschel, and it's funny, I saw this just after I started preaching about unoffendable, and this is what it says. Your calling is too big to be offended by something small. And our one youth is future is too big to be offended by something small. Our ox harvesting is so much bigger than being letting the stink get rid of us, yeah? Are we cool with that? And so then with that, we're going to go to Luke 10, Two, and this is what this says. The harvest is great, but the workers are few. So pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest. Ask him to send more workers into his fields. God is calling us to be Phillips. That didn't say that in that. That was my point. So we see there, the harvest is great. There's so many people in our community, in our families, in our world that need to know the, the good news about Jesus. But we're going to, you know what? We're going to be people that, that we're going to be praying that we be those workers that, Fulfill that, yeah? We are called to be Phillips. 
back to two kings. We cool? We're going to go back to where we started, and so it all's going to make sense. Yeah? Now, I'll give you the heads up. This is not fully my revelation. I sort of stole it from Pastor Russell Evans. Thank you, Pastor Russell. Cheers. But um, the concept I got from him, but it's my message still, so it's not like it's all like plagiarized or something. But um, Pastor Rob also shared when he talked about originally from the belonging to freedom, and now we're going 2.0, he talked about uh, the science of bringing. And so, um, and I'm just going to unpack that. Are we cool for that? And so verse 2 said this. So it said, um, what can I do to help you, Elisha asked. Tell me, what do you have in the house? Nothing at all except a flask of olive oil. And so, um, we, and so first of all is that nothing is actually something, yeah? Because she thought she had nothing, but it was actually something. And so she had a small flask of olive oil. And so I want to ask you, what's your confession? Do you, do you confess that I'm nothing? Do you confess that I got nothing? Because really your nothing is a something, Yeah? That, write that down. My nothing is a something. That's come up on the spot. How good is that, Holy Spirit? My nothing is a something. Post that, whoever does a one youth post for this. Your nothing is a something. And so use what you have. What, and so he said there, use what's in your hands. And so you've got to use what's in your hands. You've got to use what God's given you in your life. Is that cool? Come on, Carlos, speak me down, man. Verse 3 said this. Empty, it talked about the empty jars, friends and family. So she said to her sons, Get the empty jars from our friends and family. And so what that means for us is the empty, just like uh, those, well, how I explain it, is that the empty jars are our friends and family. That's what a direct representation for our lives. So our friends and family are like empty jars. Cool? And so then these, these sons brought them there. We've got to bring our friends and family, these empty jars, to you, yeah? As we keep going, it's going to make more sense how we unpack it. Now, um, this guy called Pastor David Bagley, you'll hear this with Charlotte a bit later. I was hanging out with him on Saturday, and he, he gave me this kind of a, um, he, he said this to me, but um, uh, he said this line, there's a difference between bringing people to youth or church, um, and so, because uh, like, so, he was saying that at their church, they have this culture there, they're not inviters, they are bringers. So we can easily invite someone to youth, but there's a difference between bringing them to youth. We can say, hey, sh- Jasmine, come to you. You know what? We're going to be at your house 4:30. If you're ready or not, we're coming. So you know the difference. But we're going to be bringers at one youth. Yeah. Tell the person next to you, you're a bringer. How good's Carmel? Carmel is a bringer. Where is Carmel? Oh yeah, speak me down, Carmel. I need to hear your voice because you're awesome. Um, but Carmel is a bringer. Give her a clap. Woo! So, so that's so that's what we see there. We're going to be bringers. The boys brought jars, and we're going to bring people. Cool. Verse five said this. Um, Verse 5, she did as she was told, and her sons... Oh, wait, that does not make sense at all. Um, uh, For some reason, uh, verse 5, so she did what she was told. Her sons kept bringing the oil, uh, bringing bringing jars to her, and she filled one after another. Gotcha. So call me Philip. Say that to the person against you again. Call me Philip. And so um, they kept bringing empty jars. And so um, we... Those... um, uh, you, so we might, going back to what I said before, we might say that I can't be Philip because, because I know nothing about God and Jesus. Who feels like that? They might go, you know what? I, I don't really know enough about Jesus to share at my faith. I don't really know enough about him. But just like that little flask of olive oil was not much, it was filling up things heaps bigger than it, multiple jars, multiple all their friends and family, this little flask filled it all up. And so I want to encourage you that you might go, as you just believing that there is a God, that is oil. 
you just believing that there, there is, that Jesus exists, that is something to share, yeah? And so fruitful and multiplier, we've talked, I've talked about this a few times, but the, the fruitfulness is when we're being faithful and the multiplication comes is when we do something with it. And so all we're going to do is go, you know what, we're going to be faithful with our believing that there's God and God will do the multiplication with us bringing, yeah? And so um, uh, when we use our flask, our understanding that God is real, Jesus will multiply that in their lives. And so all we need to do is bring them. So we might go, you know what, we don't know how to exactly get our friends to know Jesus. We just got to bring them into a place where where God will do the rest and your little bit of oil will be the thing that fills them right up, right? And so verse 6 says this, soon every container was filled. Now, um, um, uh, and that's what I was just saying, that we've we got to know that our little knowledge about God, when we're like Philip um, and we're sharing and bringing, will be enough to fill all the people around us. And so um, the Holy Spirit represents the oil. Now, I should have said this at the start, but I'll say it now. The oil is like a representation of the Holy Spirit. So um, when we, if we were to go to, I'm going to quickly, you don't have to go to it, Acts 2.4, right? So I'm going to quickly go to there, Acts 2. And so this is like the main, like one of the, the most famous verses about the Holy Spirit and what he does, who he is. And so Acts 2.4 says this. When I get to it, boom. Who's ready? Everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages, some translations speaking in tongues, as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. And so when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, he fills you. He, he, just as we were talking about at the start, we, we get overwhelmed and controlled by what the Holy Spirit wants. And so um, uh, it said that every container was filled. Um, and then also God wants to, Holy Spirit wants to fill each one of us, yeah? God wants to fill all of our friends, all of our family, but we've got to bring him in, give him our faith so the Holy Spirit can then fill them right up. Are you cool with that? And we're going to see that. And so what does being spirit-filled look like? And so I, one thing is being spirit-filled is speaking in tongues. I don't believe it's a gift for some people. I believe it's a gift open for everybody. And so we're going to be doing things this year where we're going to be allowing altar calls and stuff where, where people go, you know what, I want to speak in tongues. I want to be able to have that gift. And so what's speaking in tongues? I'll just do it now for you. It's, now we might, man, what the heck was that? Was that gibberish? No, it's just a language that goes directly to God. I don't have enough time to, to share all about it. But it is a way that, you know what, I can have days where I'm so, so negative and so like life is horrible. When speaking in tongues is bringing a positive voice, I go, God, you're better than what this problem right now. And all of it is still, it's, just, it's, a, it's a great tool that I would not be able to do my Christian walk without. And so when the Spirit does a lot more when he fills us, but that is a, um, in the ACC, we would say that is um, the initial evidence of being spirit, uh, uh, filled with the Spirit. And so the biggest, biggest, like, crazy moment was the oil stops flowing when there was no empty jars. That's what it said, it said in verses um, 6. Um, they said there aren't any more, he told them, and then the olive oil stopped flowing. And so do we want a Holy Spirit doing mighty, awesome things in our youth group? We've got to keep bringing new people in. We want to be seeing miracles and God doing amazing things. That starts with us bringing. That starts with us bringing people in, being Philip, going everywhere we go, just like a song getting stuck in our head, we're going to be bringing, 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 being Jesus, speaking out, telling our story that we see Holy Spirit doing crazy cool things because the Holy Spirit's filling people, doing awesome things. And that's, and so... Uh, if we can just dim the lights down and have the band come back up, I just want to pray for people. That you, they go, you know what, Josh? I I feel like a useless 
flask of olive oil. I feel like someone that, I, I feel God is calling me to be a Philip. I feel God is calling me to, to, bring, uh, to bring people to him. But I just don't feel, I don't feel like I have what it takes to bring them. I'm going to pray that God encourages you. God uh, gives you the ability to, to have passion, have uh, uh, the, the ways to be able to go, you know what, I'm going to step out. I'm going to um, be an oil bringer. So can we all, if you just go to the Jesus I Need You one, that would be awesome. So yeah, if that's you, if we can do this stand, um, and you go, you know what, Josh, yeah, that's me. I want to be an oil flask giver that I see my friends filled. I see my, the people in my life come to know Jesus, and then that would be really cool.